Yes, I don't see you. I say now, Benson, Jack, Benson, Joe. Benson, Jack, Benson, Jack, do 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 Welcome to episode 266 of Up for Discussion, the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. Coming to you alone from the studio today, I am Tom Zalatni, but I'm not alone in real life. No, Kate Bradley is also here from her basement. <laughs> Greetings from Kate Bradley's basement. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Kate? I'm doing okay. I uh, just got a, a really weird, um, well, not really weird. It's not really weird. I often get rush requests from this uh, company, but to get a voice, I did a voiceover gig in the last hour. <clears throat> okay, wow. And I was just like, okay, not expecting that. Let's do this. <laughs> and it's like, when I started this stuff, it, se- it was so fun and relatively right. easy until it became smash this dialogue into this amount of seconds. Mm. very different party so right. having the time yeah. constraint would definitely uh change the flow oh my god yeah and i find like you know the the shit they they say at the end of a commercial super super fast right i actually did one of those bits okay and it was like oh my god i used to make fun of this so much and now i'm doing it <laughs> that's fun though it like the uh don't take this jug if you have any of the following conditions there. Exactly, yeah, yeah the legal yeah. part. Yeah, That's fun. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously uh, this week's episode is going to be different from our usual format. Um, also, a lot of our episodes for the next little while are going to be different from our usual format, so maybe this is going to just be our new format. Because um, <laughs> as you know, we're right in the middle of a massive quarantine brought on by the COVID-19 coronavirus. Um mm-hmm. We're recording on the 23rd of March, and uh, today I learned uh, that apparently, like, uh, everything is just shut down until May 1st at this point. Um, until May 1st? I think. Or no, schools are shut down until May 1st. I think everything else okay. is shut down until mid April. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah. So, you well, know, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, that's I'll okay. jump in afterwards. Yeah, so so we're uh, our studio is closed to everyone who doesn't live in this house. Um, so I'll be doing remote episodes with people. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's. I think it'll be fine. I think we'll manage a lot of a lot of podcasts do record this way. So we're just yeah. Adapting. I mean, how's it affecting the sound quality on your end, Mister Editor, Master Sound Person? Um, you know, it's not horrible. Like it's it's a noticeable difference, right? Like the best sound mm-hmm. quality would be if each of us was in our own isolated booth in the studio recording and making eye contact and hearing each other at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But without our mics picking each other up. Uh huh. But that would be insane. Um, you know, a phone call is going to sound like a phone call, but I I've been finding ways to make it work and. Uh, you know it's what we've got to do right now are you just adding like a bunch of sci-fi reverb on everybody's voice yeah exactly i've actually got it so you sound like you're in a baseball stadium right now nice (laughs) i'm not gonna make that promise actually um i like it so um so yeah so kate and i are gonna you know do things like this today and then uh in a little bit probably around the middle of the show uh you're gonna hear an interview that i recorded earlier with um rachel james who is a chef here in montreal uh who's been working with the joe beef group for the past little while uh and that is pretty cool and i think you guys will get a lot out of that and then uh we'll also have uh as always a round of our munch madness tournament bracket um but before we get too far into anything uh we do want to take a second to acknowledge that the studio where i am recording <laughs> is <laughs> situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the ganyangahaga first nations um i think in a time where everybody is kind of stuck in their houses we can become even l- <laughs> i think it's a good time to reflect on this kind of thing but i also think it's a time where you're at risk of forgetting about that as well right because you're mm-hmm. not seeing things outside of your house you're you're very much feeling like you're in your own little space Um, yeah and I think it's important to remember that for a lot of people who you could argue have more of a right to this space than we do um, they don't have the kind of space that we have that we are isolated in and are isolated Mm -hmm. under worse conditions because of all of this um, yeah because of colonialism so (laughs) 
yeah. yeah. So we just want to encourage you to take some time. Uh, I, I think especially when you're in quarantine like this, it is a good time to kind of reflect on this stuff. Um, so take some time to think about your relationship with the land that you live on and the indigenous communities of that place. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's, it's true. Like our, everything we do is based on perspective and our perspective is so fucking different right mm-hmm. now. Um, cause I mean, I'm walking my dogs and we're going to the grocery store from time to time. But right. aside from that, like I'm not downtown anymore. I'm not like passing all these people. I'm not seeing the different things that are happening. Right. Um, I mean, people are even trying to stay away from the news, uh, just to not go crazy and, and obsess over it and stuff. Right. So like our, our perspective has become so immediate yeah. and also like just so internet content based it's crazy. It is. I am um, on the topic of news. I was chatting with Julian McKenzie earlier and uh, he was telling me, so he's a weather reporter for um, CTV here in Montreal. And um, he, I was asking him, you know, are you still able to work with all of this? And he said, yeah, CTV has got him working remotely. And I was like, how do you do the weather remotely? Yeah. <laughs> um, Does he have it, a green screen at home? No, he, he said they just, um, he has access to the, uh, the like, the weather computer from his laptop that's like a remote access thing so right yeah um but just thinking about like this has been making me realize how many things could be remote work if we you know think outside oh, the box yeah. a little and let them be you know yeah <laughs> yeah it's great and and i really do feel like because this is going to last a long time yeah and i really feel it's going to impact industries enormously and it could it could like revolutionize how much time we spend elsewhere yeah. doing the things. <laughs> I it, like so much office work. Yeah, that a thing that I've been thinking about, and like, I don't want this to come across as me saying that this is a good thing because I really think this is a very shitty situation that the world is in right now. Um, oh, of course, yeah. And like, I would love for it to not be in this situation, but <laughs> I have been thinking. Um, There is something, like, if this goes on for long enough that we have to rethink the way that we do everything, right? If everything Mm -hmm. has to be, become the kind of work that gets done remotely, become the kind of thing that everyone does from home and then sends their files or mails their thing or, you know, the only people who have to leave their houses are the ones who have the jobs that are actually essential to leave your house for. Um, I think that that would take us, almost take us back to the way that things might have been before technology right where it very much was you know you wake up and you work on your farm that your family owns for the day and like maybe once a week you drive some slaughtered hogs down to the market and sell them to some people in exchange for like whatever they grew and then you go home and like the only other time that you really leave the house is specifically to like visit with people and socialize and like it makes leaving more exciting and more of a like intimate act instead of just becoming a commute you know well yeah because i mean even the social thing now is like it's changing so much in terms of all these zoom rooms um and uh just i mean people use messenger and facetime already but the idea to gather in small groups (laughs) online and enjoy time together is like what and i (laughs) oh my god what a relief to not have to leave your fucking house Right. To see the people you care about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, but and it, like, exactly what you said about like it turns the the in person time or the it, like the physical times into this intense intimate thing because right. it's all it would be so different from the fucking flat screen. Right. Well, because that is not enough. It is not enough. <laughs> no, and and that's the thing that I've been thinking about is like it's possible that after all of this is done, a lot of people will just still be working remotely and still be working from home because companies will mm-hmm. realize like, oh, we can save rent by just having people, you know, not have to come into our office. Cool. Um, yeah. But socializing will go back to what it was before, right? And like, obviously, you know, comedy clubs and venues and stuff like that will probably open back up again because it's a social thing. But I, yeah. I suspect that like work will become less of an outdoor thing. And I wonder if that will be good for people. I think that honestly, there's too many things that require being there that mm. that for for that change to be that dramatic. I think sure. that a lot of jobs will mer- mer- like morph towards that, mm-hmm. but there's still so much that requires in person stuff. Like so many people are fucked right now. All, right. all anything like in tourism or um, 
you know service and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. is is you need to be there right but it's like uh, honestly I've forgotten the question you asked so I'm <laughs> gonna keep talking in this announcer voice and just hope that you do your segue thing <laughs> no I, I think you're right but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a slight shift in uh, mm-hmm. in that oh yeah no and, and it's also like the companies are gonna take advantage of it for financial reasons yeah and people are going to want it for for you know personal reasons, mm-hmm. and it's it's just like having that balance. But it's crazy how the physical contact thing is like so big. Like just talking to friends online, I'm just like, oh, this is oh, this, I don't, I just want to hug you. Right. I want to hug you so bad. And it, I feel so bad for people who don't have a human in their uh, vicinity right now. Right. God damn. I'm sorry, Bruce. He was <laughs> sorry. Bruce was being a bit of a dick. Yay, because I'm at home, I have a pet talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it's funny because I think that, like, I think we, we figured out that I've never seen your cat, plural, cats. I've only seen your dogs in real life. I've, in I've, real life? Like, oh, because, like oh because when you came over, the cats were hiding. Yeah. And so Bruce has just been a figure that I have known exists in my mind, but I've never... <laughs> Never and now I feel like you've I just, just written about him. Yeah, you've written about him, and now you know. Like I'm probably making this up right now. Like he's not in front of me on no. my office chair, that was rolling just around Paul. like a big. Yeah, it's Paul, and he's just being real quiet. He's being real quiet. Oh man, it's um. I've been thinking a lot about like. Um, so obviously last week's episode was very focused around this like social isolation stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been thinking like, okay, I don't necessarily want every episode while we're in a quarantine to be about the fact that we're in a quarantine. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I think it's still important to talk about it and check in kind of be mm-hmm. having these conversations. But I also appreciate that we can kind of like, now we can kind of get back to like, we can also joke about whatever else is going on. We can, you know, joke that your husband is in the studio with you pretending to be a cat in the background while yes. we're recording like there <laughs> things can some things can be normal still <laughs> yes yes and then and then and then you see something in the news and then you're like ah, ah. but um oh my god you have no idea how cute bruce is being right now and everything that he's doing i'm i'm immediately picturing paul doing the exact same motion and it's making it very fun for me tom <laughs> well i'm glad i could help yeah. We're going to take a quick break and hear a couple of ads, and then uh, we're going to cut to our interview with Rachel. This episode of the Up for Discussion podcast is brought to you in part by Chaos. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you've definitely heard us talk about Chaos. Their professional sound equipment, cinema grade cameras, event hosting, and more. But right now, we want to tell you about a special service they've just rolled out. For a limited time only, Chaos is offering radically reduced rates for their new social media services as part of a limited time promo offer to help them out with some case studies. What does that mean? Basically, they want to publicly test out how effective their new social media packages are, so they're offering them at a discounted rate of up to 70 to 80% off the usual price. That's not 70% of... It's 70% off. That's 30% or even as low as 20% of the usual price. That's a massive savings. So if you've been looking for a way to revamp your brand's social media presence, go to createchaos.com or hit them up on Instagram at createchaos to find out more. That's chaos with a K. Welcome to the Cash Corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. During this quarantine, we know a lot of people are going to be losing money, so we totally understand if you're not in a place to support our show financially. Instead, please consider supporting us for free by sharing the episode with a friend, leaving a rating or review on your podcatcher of choice, or honestly, just by engaging with our content. You know, you can tweet at us at Down With Talking on Twitter, you can comment on our Facebook page, and honestly, just let us know that you're alive and listening. It's, it's nice to feel connected. It'll probably feel nice for you too. We'll reply. I usually reply to things. Unless they're on a super old episode, then I don't really reply to them. But if it's on something recent, I'm going to reply to it. So please, interact with us. Help us feel less isolated. Of course, if you do feel like throwing some money our way, we're not going to say no. <laughs> Cannot afford to say no to that. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'd be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Will, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Kate, and Erica. By doing so, you'll get access, early access, in fact, to bonus content, a little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. That's patreon.com slash up for discussion. Now, 
we're going to hear an interview I recorded earlier today with Rachel James. Rachel is a young chef here in Montreal who's currently working at Vin Papillon, a wine bar run by the people behind Joe Beef, which has frequently been called one of Montreal's best restaurants. Hi, Rachel. Hey. How you doing? I'm um, good. Yourself? Yeah, you know, it's week two of quarantine, so... <laughs> It, yeah. It could be worse, yeah. but it could be Lots better. Lots of video games, crocheting, baking. <laughs> exactly. I I won't lie. I've been putting a lot of hours into Animal Crossing this week. Oh, yeah. I don't have a Switch. I'm so jealous. Oh, no. All of my friends are playing. I'm playing Stardew Valley like a scrub. <laughs> oh, Stardew is also great, though. Let's be fair. Yeah. No, it is good. <laughs> um. Yeah. So tell me about the food work that you've been doing. Tell me. Tell me how you got to where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've been in the food industry for about five years now. Um, it started off by, you know, baking and cooking was always kind of my happy place when I was in college and everything. Um, so after not really enjoying academics so much, I kind of decided to do a self-made stage, I guess. I, I found a like a mom and daughter uh, catering place that was in my area, and I decided to work for them for free. So I, I worked with them for a few months uh, for one summer. And from there, I kind of worked my way up a little bit. I uh, worked at a few different restaurants, some some grungy ones, <laughs> um, <laughs> some bars, some that weren't super great. Uh, and then when I realized, I guess, this is truly something that I want to do, that I could imagine myself doing for the rest of my life, I decided to go to culinary school. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to PAC, which is a school in La Salle, and I, it's a year long, and I actually I finished pretty recently. I finished in uh, September. Okay. Yeah, and so I did my stage in France. I was in Europe for two months. I came back, and I got a job with uh, Vain Papillon with the Joe Beef Group. Wow. How did, uh, how did that happen so quickly? Well, um, the the kind of like the music industry uh the culinary world is very small sure so once you've been in it for a little bit you start to get to know people you if you work well and people can see that they're more than willing to give you recommendations and connect you with other people so when i was done culinary school one of my friends uh got a connection with the teachers who uh uh connected him with the executive chef and then they were looking specifically for women because you know obviously the culinary industry is a very male dominated one Mm -hmm. so they were looking for women to try to um Give, you know give women the opportunity and make sure it's not just men working in their kitchen right so uh they gave me the the number of the executive chef and then we we set it up wow that's amazing yeah it's yeah it's, yeah i know uh, it's really good it's really nice to know that there are people in like positions of authority like that who are thinking mm-hmm. about that intentionally and like making an effort to diversify things i think that's really positive percent. No, that's great i yeah, know good uh, Joe, Joe Beef's uh, executive chef, Chef Gab, he's uh, he's amazing. He's very about like uh, being mentally well, physically well, and he's very progressive. It's, it's a <laughs> very good place <laughs> to work. That's awesome. I guess there mm-hmm. there is something like there's something to be said about a holistic approach to things, right? Like you were saying, mm-hmm. he's about making sure that everyone is like mentally and physically doing well. I think that's yes. yeah. that's something you don't hear from a lot of people. Do no, you, it's it's rare. Do you find like, so you've worked in a bunch of different places before now. Mm-hmm. Do you find that his attitude about that is making it a more pleasant experience for you? Um, I would say absolutely. It's um, it's kind of it's a little bit difficult just because there is a, like so many layers to management. So it's like the executive chef is not necessarily the person, the authority figure that I'm dealing with on a daily basis. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it does make me feel more comfortable because if ever I were in a situation where I'm unhappy with my job or I feel uncomfortable about something, Chef Gab has made it very clear that, it, you know, it's like you can go to him and he's such a sweetheart. It's, I could tell him the, the issues and we'll work something out. Whereas a lot of places I've worked in in the past that have not necessarily been as nice mm-hmm. or the, the management hasn't been as as uh, as holistic in their approach. Um it's it's a bit different where you can be scared if you want to if you're uncomfortable about something you might get fired if you bring something up which just isn't obviously isn't good <laughs> right yeah <laughs> well it's nice to hear that uh that sort of transparency like that is part of the culture there that's uh that's mm-hmm. encouraging yeah well the the food industry is the is changing a lot i, mm-hmm. I feel like um the first kitchen i worked at was uh not a very good place um they um like the the kitchen the the chef was very angry he was yelling a lot he mm-hmm. was verbally abusive and there was a a lot of like drug issues in the, in the kitchen as well mm-hmm. um and so like a lot of it's a very old world kind of kitchen and i feel like as we progress as a society and start being more aware about wellness and mental wellness and everything um the, the food industry is changing as well people are starting to pay a little bit better and people are being realizing that if they want people to 
go into the industry and have to actually have cooks, they need to treat them properly and pay them a decent salary. So right. it's, it's encouraging. <laughs> Crazy idea that, you know, yeah. <laughs> treating your employees mm-hmm. well and paying them properly. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously when, when I initially was conceiving of this food series, I had mm-hmm. no idea that we were going to end up in a situation where, people weren't going to be able to leave their houses and yeah. you know go to places that say seat between 100 and 200 people per night yeah. or um mm-hmm. you guys I, I was looking on the website today and it am i right to understand that you guys have had to close because of this yeah yeah we have um um uh, about a week or yeah a week and a half ago we okay. we closed because well obviously the coronavirus had become a, a bit more apparent and mm-hmm. it was understanding or we were all understanding that it was really it's viral and that it's a place where people are touching food and there's so many people gathering it just wasn't um the owners dave and fred decided that it was in everyone's best interest to close yeah um then of course today we actually got the notice uh, because they initially were going to close for two weeks and Mm -hmm. see how it goes you know maybe stay closed maybe not but the government did issue the the, the he like ordered (laughs) all businesses close until may 1st except for the the ones that are um really important like grocery stores and pharmacies so we unfortunately all have been laid off until further notice okay which which is not great yeah i'm sorry that's rough (laughs) yeah well we have an hr so at the very least Mm. it's like they've been helping us out they gave us our vacation pay and they've Mm. been uh making it easier for us to um apply for ei and everything so that we're not getting nothing they've been very helpful in that way that's really good to hear. Yeah, I um, mm-hmm. I was listening to Dave Chang's podcast the other day, and mm-hmm. he did an episode with um, a couple of other guys, and they were chatting mm-hmm. about how this, you know, shutdown has affected the restaurant industry and yeah. the reality of like a lot of restaurants are going to end up going out of business because of it. A mm-hmm. lot of people are going to lose their jobs, their careers. Um, and it's nice to know that, like, in the face of that, a lot of the people who own these restaurants that are having to shut down for a little while are trying to do the best to take care of their employees in the meantime you mm-hmm. know no 100 percent. unfortunately like i mean joe beef is a pretty big um group so i don't mm-hmm. you know obviously they're it's gonna still they're gonna take a bruising because yeah you know a month or two months without making any money is going to be hard on anyone but mm-hmm. it is the smaller uh, restaurants and the smaller businesses that i think will obviously are gonna suffer a lot more mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You, you guys i think will probably bounce back eventually whereas yeah yeah s- smaller they, they, they places might not yeah they guaranteed that we all have our jobs so okay they, they uh they told us all when when they said they were closing that you know, it's going to be a hard time for everybody, but when things get back to normal and mm-hmm. when they're able to open, we all are guaranteed a job with them. So Great. they've uh, at least made us feel secure in that sense where yeah. when this is over, we're not going to have to be searching. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's really important. I um, yeah. I found out a month before all of this went down, I found out that I'm losing my day job. Um, so I was oh, already, no. in a sense, I'm kind of lucky because I was already in, you know, crunch mode, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I guess it's true. But it's definitely, uh, it's made it, it's made it tricky to kind of feel optimistic about stuff because there is an element mm-hmm. of, you know, nobody is hiring during all of this. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's getting harder to, you know, find work than it would have been. But I actually had a phone call today with a potential client who um, might just be hiring me full time to do freelance work. So fingers oh, crossed. Awesome. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> it would be it would be nice. It, it would be mm-hmm. uh, it would be very very welcome. Um, yeah, I think everyone's kind of <laughs> trying to be frugal right now. <laughs> yeah. So, in light of not currently being able to go to work to cook, are you finding yourself spending more time in the kitchen at home, just cooking for yourself to kind of keep things fresh? Yeah, I would say I would say yes, because, um, you know, when, when you are working in a kitchen, you do have long hours. So while I, I love to cook at home, I mean, that's how that's how I discovered my love for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, when, when you're working, you know, 10 to 12 hour days, it's like you don't really want to go home and cook. Usually sure, you'll yeah. be at work or you'll, you know, eat ramen or something. <laughs> it's, right. it's, it's hard to find the motivation to cook when you've been cooking all day. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I've been having a lot of fun. I've uh, been making like pies and a lot of baking actually <laughs> like pies and pizza and cheesecake and everything it's nice. been uh, all like homemade um i uh i've been i've been signed up for lufa farm for a while so i get a lot of fresh mm-hmm. veg- vegetables and things which is very nice so i don't have to leave my house i just wait for it to show up and then <laughs> i get to get cooking it's That's been a lot awesome. of fun 
yeah that's great definitely yeah. it's been keeping me sane <laughs> being able to experiment and uh have fun with that <laughs> yeah no for sure because I, I kind of had a feeling that that would be your answer because i think it is pretty common for people who work in kitchens to like not want to do as much with food when they get back to their houses mm-hmm. so it's uh it's kind of cool you can take it as an opportunity to like you know cook nice things for yourself for once mm-hmm. no 100 percent. it's uh good practice and definitely it makes me happy right being able to because when you're working in the kitchen mm-hmm. um you don't get to make what you want to make right you're making the things that <laughs> your chef, t- chef tells you to make sure and yeah. so you can give them to the customers whereas <laughs> at home it's nice because i can really i could experiment i can make what i want i could decorate the pies the way i want to decorate <laughs> them or and possibly fail horribly but it's still fun <laughs> right yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's it's nice. it's less pressure too because you don't have to make mm-hmm. it look perfect right no exactly it's like i'm not following a recipe i'm just kind of putting stuff together and i'm like this should be fine (laughs) so it's very fun so in an ideal world you know a a non a non-pandemic quarantined world (laughs) um in an ideal world where you had the budget to like open up any restaurant any kind of bakery Mm -hmm. any sort of food establishment that you could what would Mm -hmm. you like what would be your ideal there Okay, so I've thought about this before, of okay. course. <laughs> um, definitely because living in Montreal, it is a very uh, a place where people kind of like artisanal niche things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always enjoyed fermenting things, actually. So what I would love to do is kind of open some kind of, it wouldn't be a restaurant, but more of a, uh, I guess, a shop that just like sells jarred things like pestos and cool. side things, fermented kimchi, sauerkraut, that kind of stuff. And because the nice thing about fermentations is that not only is it really healthy, but it lasts a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, well, you could ferment almost anything <laughs> really. So, and it doesn't, you know, sometimes it might end up not great, but you know, you try it, you experiment with it and you, you can make crazy different things. <laughs> yeah. So it would be fun to open some kind of artisanal, like Asian inspired ferment store that sells jarred things. <laughs> Yeah, no, that sounds very cool. I um, mm-hmm. my partner has a sister. My partner has several sisters, but one of one of their <laughs> sisters uh, lives in Maine and has just recently opened up a cafe with her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and prior to that, she was doing a lot of work with um, pickling and jarring stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. actually put out a book on it last year. So if um, oh cool. if you're interested in checking that out, it's uh, Pickled to Please by Tamika Jemian. And so I, you know, having been following her on Instagram for a while, mm-hmm. like there is just so much that you can do with oh, yeah. like canning and jarring and pickling. And that's very mm-hmm. cool. I also like that, like that is, that is the kind of business that if we had more stores like that pre-quarantine, people would be having a better time <laughs> yeah. right now, probably. Right. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. I was because yeah, those things last like not forever, but they last for a very long time. So yeah. definitely having a good uh, like pickle a storage cold room would be <laughs> very useful right now for a lot of people. Yeah, well, there's like a there's a sustainability element to it. It also like mm-hmm. I find any meal is improved radically by adding like one pickled element to it afterward. One hundred percent. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. No, because like. Yeah, ferments and pickles they're they're good for you, right? It's like especially ferments when you like the 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 it changes the the thing that you initially started with and makes it so much healthier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of it lasts so long, so there's less waste. So if you like if you have something in your fridge going bad, you can pickle it or you can ferment it. It will last more or less forever. And then it's also being healthier when you add that to a meal. It's actually better than it was before. Right. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's like? Have you gotten to do a lot of fermenting so far? I've done a few things like I've done most of the the basic things like kimchi and just like things I've decided to do with things in my fridge I have some green cabbage left over I'll try fermenting that you know Mm. or red cabbage as well sweet so I've done a few things yeah what's uh what would you say is like the craziest thing you've like you've fermented the craziest thing I've fermented. I, I fermented cranberries once, once oh, actually. What was that yeah. like? That was pretty good. It kind of like, because it makes it a bit more sour, right? So it's it's almost huh. as though like a regular cranberry, it made it a little bit sweeter and a little bit more sour. It was like more tart in a way. Interesting. It was very good, actually. It huh. was quite good. That's, yeah. that's interesting because I think of cranberries as already pretty sweet and sour. Mm-hmm. So so to make it more that it sounds like it just kind of supercharges them a little bit yeah a little bit yeah interesting i've got to try that very good that's cool honestly i didn't really know what to use it for (laughs) but it was it was really cool to do right (laughs) 
yeah no i've uh i've been getting a little bit more into like the fermenting berries and stuff it's mm. the the direction that i've been heading in cool because i don't know i like i like making pies and i like making sweet things so then to try and take the original you know the fruit that you would use to make a pie or something mm. and then also fermenting that to make it a little bit healthier and different is something that i've been that's the direction i'm going in right yeah. <laughs> would you um do you have any advice for people at home right now who are, you know, working maybe with less, with, with more limited ingredients than they usually do in terms of like what they can do to keep things interesting for themselves? Hmm. Well, the, the, I guess what I do at home when I don't have a lot of ingredients is it's honestly the internet is your best friend. <laughs> if you can't, if you if you're not very experienced with cooking and you don't have a lot on hand and you don't necessarily know what to do with it, looking online, finding recipes, finding things that are interesting for you, and then not necessarily actually doing that recipe, but taking from that and then making something that yourself and having fun with it. Try making it look pretty as well. <laughs> That's something I like doing. Right. Um, even if it's the most simple thing, <laughs> um, making the plating nice and experimenting with that can be fun in itself. If something looks good, it's going to taste better. <laughs> nice. I like that. I, yeah. uh, I've been, you know, my entire adult life I've been cooking because, you know, I like to cook and food is important <laughs> yeah. and good. Um, but I've never <laughs> been great at plating. Um, mm-hmm. and it's something that I didn't notice until I started trying to like take Instagram worthy photos of my food. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. I understand like photo composition and I like, have a decent lens on my camera and like I can make mm-hmm. this food look good but I can't make it look that good because I <laughs> because I'm not plating it in ways that are impressive right like it just mm-hmm. looks like a, a plate of food yeah no 100% <laughs> I uh I think the the thing that I am kind of challenging myself with to figure out over the next little while is that sort of like what makes the plating look appealing you know mm-hmm yeah, no, um, 100%. Plating is something that is it's very fun, and it is a bit complicated sometimes. Um, we had a whole segment on it in school, and I just remember some. Sometimes you'd make something, and you'd, you'd you know you'd fiddle with it a little bit, and it'd be the most beautiful thing ever, and you'd be like, wow, this is a really good looking plate. And sometimes you have this idea, you'll draw a sketch, and you'll be like, this is going to be amazing, and then you finish it, and you're like, what? What is this? It looks horrible. <laughs> so it, it's fun because you know you could take you know the, the ingredients you're eating, like three things, and just play with it and put it around the plate and just it can go from something that just looks kind of meh and then you can make it really look looks look like something beautiful right yeah no and that's i guess where the artistic um expression comes in right mm. where it's like you can really take ingredients and it's the same three ingredients like a carrot and onion and zucchini or something and you can turn that make make them into interesting things and different forms different textures and put them on the plate and make it look beautiful uh, it's it's very uh it's fun yeah no that's great i uh yeah I think that there is, I think there's a lesson to be learned in that idea too of like taking something that is like, that you take for granted maybe even Mm -hmm. and trying to find new ways to look at it to make it beautiful, I think is something that Mm -hmm. we all, we all probably could benefit from doing (laughs) while we're kind of socially isolating, right? (laughs) Your parents always tell you not to play with your food. Well, I'm telling you, play with your food. (laughs) (laughs) So. This brings us to the part of our show where we decide the winners of the next two rounds of our Munch Madness food bracket. Um, Mm -hmm. So we put together a uh, 16-member participant tournament uh, that Mm -hmm. uh, used a bunch of, you know, answers submitted by listeners and friends of ours uh, to a Mm -hmm. uh, survey that we put out that I think you filled out too. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I did. (laughs) And I painstakingly tallied the results and figured out oh, what gosh. what the 16 most mentioned foods were. Um, and so now we are in our quarterfinals. Um, and this is round three and four of the quarterfinals happening today. So okay. uh, mm-hmm. what I'm going to do, Rachel, is I'm going to give you the competitors for round three. And I'll have okay. you vote for which one you think is best. Uh, and okay. then I'll give you the competitors for round four. And it'll be the same deal. And then okay. uh, later um, I'll ask my co-host Kate to uh, do the same thing and then I'll, you know, announce the winner. Yeah. Um, okay. So round three, not round three, quarterfinal of round three. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is a weird one. These, these two items are kind of very different parts of food. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they're against each other. That's just how it's going to go. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So uh, what do you think is better between chicken and Pies, tarts, 
crumbles, cobblers, etc. Oh man, <laughs> I, I I've been making so many pies this week. <laughs> I, I'm I'm afraid I have to I have to go with pie. You're going 100%. pie. Awesome. Yeah, I love pie and cobblers like. An apple, like apple crumble, is is so good. <laughs> I had. Um, have you ever had rockaberry pie? Oh, who hasn't? I love rockaberry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, their apple pie is like the most famous thing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what oh, I was man. gonna say. The uh, the apple crumble at rockaberry is like, I think my platonic ideal for a dessert. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, uh, it's very very good. We bought one last week just before mm-hmm. everything got shut down, uh, or maybe two weeks ago now, <laughs> and uh, it mm-hmm. was like slightly undercooked. Okay. Uh, which just kind of ruined it for me, but it was uh, still tasty. That's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're definitely the you're voting pie. Awesome. Yep. Um, okay. And then uh, quarterfinal round four. This one is kind of more in the same realm, but but we'll see. Uh, pasta versus basil. Oh man. Yeah. It's so, like the herb basil versus pasta. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I. Honestly, honestly, I love pasta so much. I'm a carb fiend. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's probably the generic response because there's so much you can do with basil and you don't have to make it savory. But at the same time, just I love pasta. Okay. <laughs> Stuffed pastas, you know, rosé pastas. Mm. Sweet. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, that sounds good to me. Um, mm-hmm. I I have had no idea how these two rounds were going to go because yeah. um, chicken was like rallied for very very hard in the round that it won. Um, mm-hmm. And so was basil. <laughs> so really? I find it wow. I, I find it very fun that you just voted for pie and pasta. Because uh, <laughs> this is because if Kate votes the same way you did, it'll be unanimous yeah. and uh, yeah, it'll be an upset. I think. So I think that'll <laughs> oh, be fun. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a good this thing. Is a very hard one, though. I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it keeps. Uh, I think this keeps everybody on their toes a little bit. There you go. It'll keep things interesting. Everyone needs that in the quarantine right yeah, now. So. Yeah, exactly. Some some lighthearted, kind of totally inconsequential, but, you know, devastatingly important food bracket <laughs> action. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. Oh, devastatingly. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, Rachel, thank you so much. This was great. My pleasure. Yeah, it was um, a lot of fun. Is there anything that you want to like plug or any kind of message you want to you know put out there in the world before we uh, before you let you go? Um, I just t- like to iterate again. Actually, play with your food. Have fun. <laughs> That's it. Awesome. I love that. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. At some point, once the quarantine is all over, we'll uh, we'll have to get you back as an in person guest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I'll let you go. Have a good all night. Right. Thanks again. You as well. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> oh man. Well, that right. No, I'm, I'm not going to do the fake laugh. That's dumb. <laughs> I thought about it. I did it, and I thought about it, and I decided it's not. Good. It's not a good bit. I'm not going to do the bit. <laughs> well, now I want you to include this whole. Thing. I am. I am including this <laughs> of whole thing. Of course you are. <laughs> as soon as you did it, I was like, I was just a beat after you, and I was like, oh shit, I have to fake laugh because we're coming back from the interview, and then, <laughs> then you cut yourself off, so I wasn't able to fake laugh with you. You want yeah. to try it again? No, it's okay. We're just gonna we're just gonna live in this <laughs> oh, truth. Oh damn it! Oh. Okay, fine. <laughs> Crap. Fine, fine, Awkward. whatever. It wasn't really. No, yes, it was. It was. It sounded like I was kind of, you know taking a thorn out of my thigh Mm -hmm. Kate what did you think about what Rachel said around uh, halfway through that point oh shit I was honestly so moved uh, by her opinions Uh, I related so fully to what she was saying um, that I had to pinch myself (laughs) I I think it's fun because I think around the halfway point of our our conversation was when uh, we started talking about fermentation and pickling food and I feel like You are not someone I think of as a person who would ferment their own I food. do not pickle things. <laughs> I don't want them. I I refuse to kiss Paul when he has been pickling things. <laughs> Fucking no. Uh, I mean, oh, now I'm thinking about pickle juice. Thank you very much. Just look at Bruce uh, again. Aw. He's looking at an office chair. Now he's, it, just, he's just looking it, at it. Every time Bruce does something cute now, I want you to picture a pickle doing that thing instead. Well, that's kind of fun. That is kind of if fun. I, if I cut out the olfactory senses of that mm. um, fantasy. Do you think pickles would be better or worse if they smelled like cats? <sighs> Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh. Because now I'm trying to like, okay, wait, I'm going to smell Bruce. Bruce, don't, don't judge me. 
okay, so now I'm about to eat a thing that smells like that. I think that would kind of work, because cats kind of have that, like, Fritos type of corn chip smell. Yeah, okay. I hate like that I dog- know what you mean, but I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the the, um, the the fragrance, I don't know, mm. of what uh, the dog's paws. Yeah, the little yeah. pads, if you smell them, that's what they smell like. like but corn Bruce chips has that, he, he has that little... You know, he smells warm. Mm-hmm. You, maybe you, I'm not. Maybe I'm not fully understanding what smells are. I don't know. You know what that is? The, what I I think I I might be speaking out of my ass here, but I suspect that that has something to do with like sweat and oils from skin. Um, mm. Being like, I mean, sweat is salty and oil is oily, and salt and oil both happen in chips, right? Yes. So I I, yes. I suspect it has something to do with that, and it's just our brains going. That's kind of the same. <laughs> now I'm just picturing um I'm picturing a dog dancing with like lots of close-ups on the feet and then there's oil sizzle in the background and salt is falling from the sky and little twinkles of you know a sound when like a little piece of glass falls on the ground that's the sound it's making as the salt particles are are falling <sighs> I went on a journey I went on a, it's dangerous when I don't have you in front of me because then I just go, I'm not even high right now but I just right. go off <laughs> I'm just pacing in my basement thinking this is a fucking phone call, but it's a podcast. Wow. I, I for some reason, forgot that you were on a phone and just pictured you sitting in front of a microphone as well. But now that I know you're pacing back and forth, that's kind of exciting. I don't know. It makes it feel like a a business meeting, you know, like you're about to ask me for pictures of Spider-Man. Oh, totally. Totally. Give me those shots, Parker. I will do my best. (laughs) <laughs> um, okay so um we're we're running out of time kate i need to uh ask your opinion about something extremely important do it what's the better food between pie and chicken oh oh shit that's what we're at pie <laughs> um, and chicken uh, well pies etc versus chicken you know it's pies tarts cobblers crumbles and the like but uh, do meat pies count in that uh ooh, shit um I think we've been specifically thinking dessert pies. Okay, okay, because if I if they would have been meat pies, I would have gone. No, no, you can't. Oh my god! Oh, this fucking game! <laughs> ah! Um. Oh fuck! 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 Okay, chicken or pie? Chicken or pie? Chicken or pie? <laughs> I am going to go with my heart. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! But it doesn't include meat pies. <laughs> Shit. Kate, if you if you need it to include meat pies in order for it to work for you, makes sense. We can we can let it include meat pies. Oh God, pies! You're Go going with pie. You're going pie. I'm going pie, but then my my whole like inner you should eat well is telling me, of course you go with the chicken, you fucking idiot. <laughs> but but I'm going with pies. All right, that's awesome. Rachel also voted for pies, so pies. Oh, interesting, cool. P- pies because I know so become... much about her that I would have guessed she would have said chicken. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're so close. <laughs> I think within the first thirty seconds, she established that she started cooking and stuff because she got really into baking. <laughs> Ah, lovely. <laughs> but you were lovely. paying attention to that, right? Right. I was. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's <laughs> exciting. Now that means that our first semifinal round, uh, yeah, I can announce, is going to be between garlic <laughs> and pie. <laughs> Fucking little. What's it called? What's it? A, a clove? What's it called? Not a clove. A clove. Garlic is a, a bulb. A bulb. A bulb. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A garlic bulb and what? And pie. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, that. What the fuck? We we have a week to think about it. That'll be next week's, you know. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I'm now seeing this little this little garlic as like one bulb, like not garlic, <laughs> the in the world and what it can be applied for. Just this mm-hmm. one little bulb fighting for its fucking life <laughs> in this game. Oh, never asked to be involved. <sighs> oh, all right. Um, and then of course we have to do our other quarterfinal. Um, so Kate, this is maybe a harder one. I don't know. Pasta versus basil. Oh, just, uh, pasta. Okay. Pasta. Okay. Is this your answer or are you just... I hear you. No, no. I feel, I feel like the, okay, was like, you really wanted me to say basil because everybody's like, basil, basil, basil. It got this far because everybody's screaming basil. (laughs) No, I was, I was actually just going to say, is that your answer or are you just correcting my pronunciation because I said pasta? I never call it pasta. I don't know why I called it pasta. But something within me when I saw the word on the page just now made me go, (laughs) 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 (la
Pasta. Pasta. <laughs> pa. I can't even pa. Like a p a p a w. Pasta. 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 Basel. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Uh, no, I wasn't correcting you. I, w- I was giving you my final answer. Pasta. All right. Well, uh, yeah. that is fun for me because that is also what Rachel voted for. So both are unanimous. Pasta Woo! wins. Pasta does not win. Uh, and- pasta can go fuck itself. <laughs> and uh, wait, I thought pasta. What? Oh, pasta. But I mean, basil can go fuck itself. Huh? I think well, basil I mean, enriches it. pasta. Let's talk about it, Tom. Pasta. Let's God. talk about it. All right. Tom, yeah. Tom, yeah. fucking yourself? Uh-huh. It's good. Yeah. So why do we keep saying that? We uh, don't have time to discuss this. Maybe next week. Yeah, that's that's going to be in our sex series that yeah. people can look out for after the food series is over. Oh, is that what we're actually doing? I would love that. We could. Yeah. We could. I was thinking we'd take a couple weeks off doing like themed stuff and just do a general show for a little while. In between. Yeah, sure. We, we can have this conversation off air. We can totally have this conversation <laughs> off air. Um, we're not on the phone, Tom. What? We're recording creative content for the world. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, uh, pies and pasta won today, which means Whoa. our four semifinalists are garlic, pies, pasta, and sandwiches. Holy shit. That's going to be fun. Pasta yeah. versus sandwiches. Oh, interesting. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, tune in next week to find out uh, who wins the two rounds of our semifinals. And then the week after that will be our final round. It's fun. Amazing. Oh, uh, originally I was gonna like cook the two finalists and like have them here for whoever's in studio Aww. for that recording. I super duper am not gonna be able to do that in two weeks. Well, you can do it, <laughs> and then we can each do it. You know, like whoever's oh, on the fun. show can like cook that at home. I mean, that's a stretch. I've just been eating hot dogs, but um, <laughs> I will cook for you, Tom, right. for myself, for you, for the for the cause, for the pod, for the pod cause. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, um, sweet. That brings us to the end of our episode for this week. If you liked it, consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, and also consider supporting us for free by sharing it around and, you know, interacting with us on social media. If you uh, can't afford to support us on Patreon, which is likely because everyone is losing work yep. and the economy is going to shit. Kate, do you want to plug anything? Bearing in mind this comes out on March 30. First, March thirty first. I want to plug positive attitudes in your brains. I don't have an, I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't have anything. Nothing's happening. <laughs> did you hang up? Did you hang up on me because my joke was so bad? I did. Oh, <laughs> so just plug in positive attitude. Yep. Okay. You don't want to yep. plug your your Instagram live show or anything. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Um uh if that's still happening, it's already going downhill with an episode today where I um um did a voiceover for two action figures. Um That sounds like uphill to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's called I didn't just wake up. I didn't just wake up uh on Instagram live every morning at 11 a.m. except Sundays. That's when I relax mm-hmm. and think about myself. Nice. <laughs> Um, Join me. So Yay! it's it's kind of a variety show. Yeah, yeah. I have guests on. Mm-hmm. Um, I have dogs. I have cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, a cat was walked this morning, not my own, but Whoa. Monica was on the show walking her cat. Amazing. It was insane. There was a bidet demonstration. That was fucking crazy. A violinist <laughs> played some violin. Um, I'm going to have a world-renowned comic book artist on very soon because he happens to be my buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I have not had a chance yet to tune into any of those, but I'm. Uh, That's all right. Honestly, what it is is like 11 a.m. is a time when I'm always doing something because it's in the middle of my productivity window. Uh huh. Like I'm productive from like 8:30 to noon. Right. <laughs> so well, that brings me to it. the great point that you can rewatch live oh, Instagram shit, posts. You can. You go onto the story icon, and at the bottom of the screen, you'll see story or live. You click on live, and you can rewatch the live. It's there for huh. 24 hours, just like a story. And you can skip through it. So it's like you don't have to like sit there at 11. You can just watch it later, skip, scroll through, 
It's real cool. You can put your finger on it and go left to go backwards, go right, and you can, you know, there's a timestamp and stuff. It's real good. So you could actually watch me being a complete moron uh, playing with action figures earlier today if you want. <laughs> if I you am, want. I am going to have to do that. I did not know that you could rewatch live stuff later. That's really good yeah. to know. Cool. Totally, uh, totally. And that's uh, at Red Random? Yes, yes. Awesome. Cool. Um, the only thing I want to plug, uh, the day before this comes out, so yesterday for all of you listening, uh, my other show, Natural Toonie, just put out another brand new episode in which my Woo! character uh, plays a little bit of baseball with some clown heads. So, Oh, shit. <laughs> that's appealing to you at all. You know, <laughs> I figured baseball season has been like indefinitely postponed because of all the quarantine. So maybe people yep. want some fantasy baseball. I didn't mean fantasy baseball i meant like fantasy world baseball um <laughs> but you know if you want to you know listen to me hit yeah, a clown that, with a bat that inspired um paul an idea that i'm gonna do with paul tomorrow morning he hasn't agreed to it yet i'm gonna force him <laughs> that because we don't have sports we're mm-hmm. both gonna get uh, decked out in hockey gear and put on a proper hockey fight Ooh. um so that's gonna be in the episode tomorrow morning that you will not see because this is airing much later yay <laughs> But if the live is saved, how long do they save for? It's only 24 hours. Oh, okay. I, it keeps The internet keeps telling me I can save it, hmm. but I haven't found a way to, so I'm, do, I'm taking Ooh. screenshots. You might, be able to save them as, uh, you might be able to save them as highlights. Story um, highlights. Possibly. Possibly. I'll have to check, because yeah. uh, normal stories and photos are, are archived, but not right. lives. So I'm like, fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> oh, Bruce, you're being so cute. Oh, Bruce. Yes, you are! Well, shout out to Bruce. Shout out to shout Natural out to... Toonie. Shout out to... Yeah. I didn't just wake up. I didn't just wake up. And shout I didn't out... just wake up. And shout out to you, dear listeners. Oh, and shout out to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their AP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And the show... This episode was... Oh, shit. No, what? go ahead. Do it. What I was going to do it. I, I might fuck it up because I'm doing it from uh, fucking Pachar, uh, which is by heart. That's okay. Um, 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 this show was produced and edited by Tom Zalatni for the Upford Network. To uh, uh, check out all our great shows at upfordnetwork.com. You did it. You did I it did from it. memory. Yay. Taco. I have value after all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well thanks Kate we'll talk to you soon my pleasure have a good bye night. buddy bye yeah he's come to see you I say now Benson Benson Joe Benson Benson do 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 Benson Benson do 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 Hi, I'm Howard Mitnick, host of Gateway Music. Join me as I talk with people about the artists and albums that changed their lives, and about the artists and albums that changed mine. Available on the Upford Network and wherever you get your podcasts. If you're someone who interacts with kids, you're probably familiar with moments of being asked questions you're just not equipped to answer. Whether it's the old favorite, where do babies come from, or the nuances of discrimination, Rad Child Podcast has your back. Each episode, your host, Seth Day, leads a discussion about topics like race, disability, loss, gender, sexuality, and so much more. Our goal is to give grown-ups the tools to talk to kids about almost anything. So come give a listen. Rad Child Podcast, helping to raise a generation of open, compassionate, rad kids. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else.